I am a Foley artist, but that doesn't really describe what I do. And that's because I'm, I get my job title from the person that first invented it. What I actually do is make sound effects for films. So I work with quite a large team of people, those sound designers and sound editors, and it's our job to put the film back on, to put the sound back onto a film when the film's finished. Now, the sound designers and the sound editors, they all work in offices with their computers and they, they get sounds from all over the place. But my job, I think, is the best because what I get to do is act out everything that the actors in the film have done. So if you get somebody running across a field, I'll go into a studio. I work in a great big room with lots of different floor surfaces down and doors all down one side and cages down the other to make sound effects with. And I, run I physically run around in the same way that the actors do. Now that doesn't really, you wouldn't say Foley describes that. So let me tell you a little bit about Foley. I need to take you back about 100 years though to a little radio station in America and a young chap called Jack Foley. He was, um, it was his job to make sound effects for radio plays. So for instance, while the actors are talking, if the person that they were talking about walks up a path, Jack Foley would make the footsteps for them walking up. And what he realized was lots of things make the same noise. So if he wanted his path to be a little bit grittier, instead of putting earth down, he might put sugar. Because that sounds a bit like grit, doesn't it? So if you put some sugar down, can you hear how that's grittier? So it sounds more like I'm actually outside. And so what he could do, walk up a garden path, get to a front door, knock on the front door, you'd hear somebody opening the front door, and then maybe, with a little bit of tape, you'd hear a creak. I haven't got a door, and so other things make the same noises. If he was a horse coming into a, into a radio play, he could do it that way with his coconuts. And he would add, do you know the bridles that they wear around the neck? So instead of having a bridle, I've just got some bits of metal. And he could do it like this. So you've got the horse's hooves and the bridle as well. He could be anywhere in the world that he wanted to be, and although he's just in a tiny little room. And he was very famous also for using things like, he used a bunch of keys to, what do you think they would be for? It was for a Roman army, believe it or not. And so he would walk, sounds like soldiers, doesn't it? So you see, lots of things make the same noise and we don't actually have to have a hundred Roman soldiers in here to make the sound of a Roman army. What he did after that, he went into film. This was a long time ago, like I said, so... And he worked in radio. Once he went into film, things started getting bigger and bigger and better, and he couldn't use some of these sound effects that he did. He, they, had to, they had to make them bigger. The studios got bigger which is kind of where I am today. Every single day, for one reason or another, I'm either biting a bit of fruit or squashing a bit of fruit. I do every kind of animal, every kind of animal that's in a film. 
And so a film like Cinderella, you know the little lizards that turn into coachmen? Well, those little lizards, they were computer generated. They weren't real. So they had, we had to give them sound. So this is just a normal little glove. These are coffee stirrers. You know the little plastic spoons you use to stir coffee? Put them on the end, they sound like nails. So I can make a scratchy noise of like a little lizard and then turn it into a man at the same time. So that little lizard, when he crawled up and turned into the coachman, I did at the same time. I did with a simple pair of gloves and then transformed myself into the coachman in the end. And that was, that was why we used these. And that's basically what it is. I spent my whole life finding things and banging them together or squeezing them and listening to them and kind of going, oh, that could sound like something else. The best advice I think I could give to a young person trying to join the film industry is education. Um, try and go to university if you can. I mean, if you can't, it's not a problem. I didn't go to university. I had no qualifications before I joined the film industry. But you need a love of the film industry. As a young person, you can already start developing um, certain skills, like watching lots of movies helps you to understand how films are made. And so you could take that with you into college, that kind of understanding. But generally, it's about loving what you're doing and being tenacious. Young people, if you've got a qualification or not, need to knock on doors, go to different studios, try and meet people within the industry, try and get a job as a runner, even if that's nothing to do with where you want to be. If, for instance, you want to be a makeup artist, but you can't get into that job, then try and join a company that has makeup artists attached to it. So you can work up through a company into the position that you want to be in. But education is always key for me. And if you're educated in the, the different jobs of the industry, you're more likely to be able to get one on a, on a ground level as a runner, if you have some kind of experience to begin with. So education, I think, is, is the biggest thing.